No, oh, not more runs to third man. I don't understand why uh, that area isn't blocked. That was a long chase down to third man. Zah, big vacant space down at third man. Third man's down on the run. No chance. Ay, papi, make apurate. No more apologizing for being excellent. From now on, man, fuck it. I'm just gonna be dope and not apologize for it. I'm sorry I'm dope, nigga. Wrap your mind around it, embrace it. This is a fact of life. God, I am so Welcome to The Third Man. And now, the podcast. Welcome back to The Third Man Podcast. I'm Keshav, and sitting beside me today is Justin Langer's publicist, Kabir Rampal. How are you doing today, Kabir? Uh, I'm good, Keshav. The last two days of the IPL auction were extremely interesting. Uh... So a couple of disappointments, a couple of happy moments. But yeah, on the whole, I'm pretty excited. How are you today? I am excited for the upcoming week. Champions League football is back. European Knights under the lights. It's always a sight to see. You are a Manchester United fan. I hope you remember that realistically, this week is not going to go well for you. It's, it's the cycle of hope and disappointment. I am at the stage of hope right now when I know I'm inevitably going to be disappointed and cry myself to sleep when we actually do end up playing. Uh, as a Madrid fan, I don't have such pain and sadness in my life. Uh, I'm pretty confident that we can beat PSG. I think they're quite overrated squad and I think they're just good on paper. Uh, Mbappe ball, bro. He's gonna cook. Mbappe ball for Madrid next year. He's coming home. He's coming home. Along with Haaland, by the way. We're getting both of them next year. Okay, so let's come back to the this week's whatever happened this week in the world of sport. You had the entire Justin Langer, Pat Cummins controversy on which both of us do side with Pat Cummins. So I think that's quite an interesting story, but we don't have time to cover that today. So we're going to head straight into the IPL auction. So what we have prepared today is power rankings for how we think each team has done in the auction. And we're going to be going through how each team did in the auction. And then after that, we're going to see last week we had predicted who the uncapped players uh, will be picked up going into today's auction and we're going to see how we did and how our resident data analyst Harshad Bansal did. Uh, and on today's edition of Let's Test Your Ball Knowledge, uh, today Keshav is going to be going. I've prepared three questions for him and yeah, so it should be pretty entertaining. entertaining. So let's get straight into the power rankings. So 10 teams in the 10th place, the team that has fared worst in the auction according to the Third Man podcast, which has immaculate ball knowledge is... The Sunrisers Hyderabad. Uh, I think they lack bowling firepower. They've gone for a bowling lineup of very inconsistent players. You have Bhuvneshwar Kumar, who in my opinion has lost that touch he used to have. He can't swing the ball as well anymore. He's, his economy rates are extremely high and I think it's, it's a disappointing bowling, bowling lineup. They've trusted the youth a little too much in my opinion. I think they've overestimated how good Natarajan and Bhuvi are because they are both coming back from injury. And an interesting thing is how many pacers they have picked. Romario Shefford, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, Karthik Tyagi, Umran Malik, Marco Janssen, Sean Abbott, Tina Trajan. The list just goes on. And I think in addition to their bowling lineup not being that great, their batting lineup is also, again, like I mentioned, it's an inconsistent team. Kane Williamson is the only person I look in that team and go, yeah, he's something special. Because Nicholas Puran is, in my opinion, an ex- Extremely, extremely inconsistent the player. definition of inconsistency. Yeah, he and he's there just isn't a lot of firepower in this team that can take them home. I Aiden Makram, good in last year's IPL, pretty, pretty bad in the South Africa-India series. One thing I am really impressed about Sunrisers Hyderabad is though, is Rahul Tripathi at the top. I think he is 
the best uncapped Indian batsman you could have gone for. He was expensive, 8.5 crores, but I think that is one pick that is worth it and for the future. I don't see them making the playoffs or doing well this year though. Yeah, I think considering last season as well, they didn't necessarily perform too well and I was hoping for something better from the auction. Uh, not only did Keshav and I both agree last week as well that they had the worst retentions out of everyone, they've not done too well with the auction either. I think they've messed up on both fronts. And I think I'm pretty disappointed because they had one of the largest purses. They could have done better, but they came in with a strategy, which I'm not convinced is the best strategy. They went for unproven Indian youngsters and they're just hoping for the best. This is what their team was last year and it failed. I think they needed a little more star power, if you can say. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think one more thing is that uh, considering there may not be another mega auction, they've tried to think for the future, but I feel it's just not good enough to do anything. Oh, great. Uh, so at the number nine spot. Okay, at number nine, we have a very controversial one. We have Chennai Super Kings. Now, note that our power rankings do not indicate our predictions for the season because both of us are sure that CSK will do well in the season because they have one of the best managements, one of the best captains around and that plays a major role. But just going by team strength on paper, I think they've had a horrible auction. But then again, you can never make sense of Chennai's auctions because in 2018, again, they had one of the worst possible auctions and they won the title that year. So while I do think they have had one of the worst auctions, I do think they will do well in the IPL. Uh, Yeah, I agree. I think they've tried to replicate their squad as well. But the thing they've missed out on is the bowling. I feel once again, their bowling is subpar. Uh, I do like their batting order to some extent, but I feel they've trusted too much in players who haven't played a lot of cricket, like, uh, you know, Amati Raidu. Amati Raidu, Robin Uttapa also. While personally, I am a Robin Uttapa fan, I think their batting does lack a little bit of firepower. My, My main qualm is with that bowling lineup. You have Dwayne Bravo, 38, I mean, experienced T20 campaigner. Can he bowl 15 games a season, four overs, always at the death, uh, the slower ball Yorkers day in, day out? I don't know. You have Deepak Chahar at 14. I do think that's an overpay, but they needed him. Dhoni trusts him with his life and you need that sort of power play bowler. So I do think even though Deepak Chahar is a bit overpriced, it's a good buy. And then who's your other overseas pacer? You have Chris Jordan. Um, I'm conflicted about Chris Jordan because he is a good bowler on his day. He's bowled really well for RCB in the past, but he can also be really, really expensive. I do understand that, but I think the I think I do like Chris Jordan. I think he's a very good death bowler. He's proved it for England as well. I think he is a good death bowler. So I'm not too worried about that. But yeah, I think once again, they've just they've missed the mark a lot, I feel. I don't think they've Yeah, and I'm I'm not a personal Shivam Dubey fan, I think. Trusting him to be your middle-order Indian batsman uh, who can also bowl is probably not it. And even the opening pair of Gaikwad and Conway, Gaikwad, excellent IPL last season, still unproven, trusting him with the franchise in the future. I think that's CSK's plan. I think it'll work out because CSK grooms youngsters as well, but it's still risky. Conway, good batsman, 125-130 strike rate batsman. I, I, don't, I don't completely agree with the guy quite. I think it's the right strategy. I think they should be investing in him. I think he's definitely, definitely extremely talented. So um, I, I think Chennai like, just could have done a lot better. But I, once again, we do believe that they'll manage, they'll find a way. They always yeah. do. Okay, number eight. Now, this is a team which has excellent players in all positions except for their middle order. They're 3, 4, and 5, let them down massively. 
and this is the Gujarat Titans. Uh, I think, uh, like in last week's episode as well, we had mentioned how much we like their attentions. I think they've done a great job of their attentions. I feel that their opening pair of Shubman Gill and Jason Roy is extremely strong. Their bowling with Lockie Ferguson, Shami, and Rashid Khan are also extremely strong. But that middle order of Vijay Shankar, Rahul Tewatia, and Abhinav Manohar, and maybe Ridhiman Saha may come in place of one of those three, is just subpar. It's lacking some firepower there. I think they had an. Excellent, excellent start to the auction, wherein you had from your attentions you have Hardik, Rashid, Shubman. Then in the beginning of the auction they got Shami very cheap. You get Jason Roy at base price. You get Lockie Ferguson expensive but totally worth it. And then this is like fall off a cliff a bit, wherein they don't have that middle order Indian batting. One player I think they should have targeted is who Sunrisers Hyderabad went for Rahul Tripathi, uh, who I did praise then, or they should have gone for a Deepak Hooda or a Krunal Pandya, one of these low uh, middle order, lower middle order Indian batsmen who can come in. Now what's gonna happen is you're gonna have to promote. Matthew Wade or Hardik Pandya up the order, or they're going to come in early in the innings, and they can't play the finisher role which they're good at, and I think that can be a major problem for them. Yeah, I think the one thing they could maybe do is get David Miller in place of Matthew Wade, uh, and also play Ritman Saha over one of Vijay Shankar, Rahul uh, Tewatia, or Abhinav Manohar. So in doing so, they have a wicketkeeper in Ritman Saha who can open the innings as well. And that middle uh, middle order problem is also kind of solved with David Miller. But once again, David Miller is inconsistent. So I feel while Gujarat Titans had a great start, they did kind of you know lose lose some. I do think Abhinav Manohar is a great investment, though we are bashing their middle order a bit. But I do think he is a really good player and could turn out really good for the Gujarat Titans. But all in all, I have been fairly impressed by their management. Uh, they have made a few good buys. Noor Ahmed from Afghanistan could be a upcoming good talent. But otherwise, I don't know. Even their backup of our runners are Dominic Drakes and Alzari Joseph. Who are not bad. Their stats are decent, but they're also extremely unproven. Uh, maybe they're investing for the future because, like we mentioned, there may not be another mega Al-Zari option. Alzari Joseph has, I think, the best figures in IPL history. Yeah, six so I, I get in terms of that. So yeah. I feel that Gujarat Titans decent squad could have done better. They had started off pretty well, so for them to kind of lose track the way they did is a little disappointing. Yep. Last thing on the Gujarat Titans, three point two crores and Yash Dayal, uh, Indian fast bowler, unproven. Could be genius, could be a stupid decision, could let down their bowling. Let's, let's move on to number seven. Who do we have at number seven? The Kolkata Knight Riders. This may be a little controversial to some extent, but I feel that once again, it's a lot of inconsistent players if you look at it as well. Like Andre Russell, who I think is, we I think we both agree, he's one of the best finishers. He can give you four overs at the death, and he can bowl at the death as well. Fitness issues. <laughs> My problem with the team is. Not with Andre Russell, but rather with like the Indian core, because if you go like for like, they've got back Venkatesh Iyer and Nitesh Rana. But last year up top, you had Rahul Tripathi. I know I'm going on and on about Rahul Tripathi. I love the guy. He is an uncapped Indian batsman who bats at one forty. That's a rare commodity. He comes and he hits. Last year you had Shubman Gill. They say they got Shreyas Iyer. I think Shreyas Iyer and Shubman Gill are fairly similar players. Uh, Shreyas Iyer is probably a little further in his career, so a little more proven, a little more trustable. But Shubman Gill is one for the future, so I do think there's that's like for like. But then who have you replaced uh, Rahul Tripathi with? You have Rinku Singh or you have Arjun Rahane. I don't think that's good enough. And in the bowling lineup, 
I do think they have a death bowling problem. Yeah, I think death bowling. I mean, to be fair, you could have Pat Cummins and Andre Russell bowl you two overs each, and that could work extremely well for them. Andre Russell is their best bet at the death ball death right now, and fitness issues. Uh, I, I do, know. but I do feel like they do have one thing we mentioned is that a couple of teams their middle order wasn't great, and you know they didn't have that finisher. That's one thing we most definitely can't say about KKR. I think Shreyas Iyer was a little expensive, but considering they wanted a captain as well, it turned out to be a good buy eventually. Uh, KKR again, not a bad team, but uh, I, think- I think the thing with KKR is you have Andre Russell, Pat Cummins, Sunil Narayan, Varun Chakrabarti. These are players who will win you the game themselves. They don't need any other player in the team to do well. These are match winners. And that's why I think they can beat any team on their day. And another thing I think is like, uh, if Sam Billings doesn't play and instead you play Alex Hales, you have an explosive batsman in him as well. Who's so keeping them? That's, uh, you... They have only one keeper in Sam Billings, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. So, I think Sam Billings has to play. Sam Billings is a great batsman, not being given as many chances in the IPL. Uh, they have an Indian keeper in Sheldon Jackson, but are you going to trust him? Are you going to go for it? I'm not too sure. But yeah, that's why we have KKR at 7. Because while they do have match winners, there are fitness issues, death bowling issues, and at the top of the order, I do feel they lack that explosive Rahul Tripathi-style batsman. I don't think the top of the order is a problem. I think Keshav is just a little too much in love with Rahul Tripathi. I think the top order isn't that bad. The death bowling is okay. It could have been a little bit better. But I think the fitness issues are one of the main reasons we put them at 7. Okay, then at number 6, is the team that had arguably the best auction, but the worst retentions. So, they their overall team comes down to 6. They were brilliant at the auction table over the last two days. But... They don't have the star power that these teams have got through their retentions. They have not built well in the past. And the retentions are like the best players in the game. And that's why they retain. And at number six, we have Kings 11 Punjab. Or Punjab Kings now, as you would call them. But in our hearts, it'll always be Kings 11. Uh, I feel their batting lineup is pretty strong. I think Mayank and Chikhar is a great opening duo. And they continue to build on with Besto and Livingston as well. I think their batting lineup is extremely has a lot of firepower. And with Charu Khan at five as well. Odeon Smith can hit the ball far. Exactly. So I think their batting lineup isn't a problem at all. And their bowling isn't... In my opinion, I like their bowling a lot as well. You have Rabada, Ashdeep Singh, Rahul Chahar. Odeon Smith can bowl as well. I think Punjab did pretty well in the auction. But like Keshav mentioned, their, the poor showing they had with the retentions has kind of let them down a little bit. I have two problems with the Punjab team. One is their overseas backups. You have Besto, Livingston, Odeon Smith, Kagisa Rabada. Four players who will probably be the starting four overseas players. All really good players. But what if one of them doesn't perform as well? We're not too sure in the English players' availability. What if Besto or Livingston isn't there the entire time? Who do you have that's going to come into the lineup and perform that well? They have Bhanuka Rajpaksa. Eh, I'm not sold on him. Benny Howell. Excellent, excellent player. But is he ready for the IPL stage to come out and be that... Man of the match, I don't think, not yet, but one for the future for sure. Nathan Ellis, I'm not sold on him yet. So, I do have a problem with the depth in their squad because it's very common to see that you have the best players in the world sometimes just having a bad IPL and that's completely normal. 
So if that happens to Punjab, I think they might be in trouble. And the second qualm I had was with that bowling lineup. I, you might be convinced, but I'm not convinced by that bowling lineup of Chahar, Arshdeep, Harpreet, and Odeon Smith. They can bring in Rishi Dhawan, who had an excellent domestic season, but I don't know. I still feel that bowling lacks that thing. That on its day it can be great. Can it? manage over 15 IPL games, no, but I do think this Punjab Kings squad is possibly the best Punjab Kings or KXIP squad assembled in the last 5-6 years since 2014. Uh, I yeah, I think, Keshav, the, the main disagreement we've had is with our bowling. I think Ashti performed brilliantly last year, Rabada is also a great addition, Rahul Chahar is a great addition. I think their bowling isn't as bad, but yeah, this was one we couldn't really come to an agreement with. Uh, we both had different views, but uh, yeah, so we are Punjab at number 6. Yep, so they do lack depth a bit, but let's see, IPL's a funny tournament, anything can happen. Okay, at number 5, we have the greatest franchise on earth, who have assembled the team that's going to win the cup this year, Isala Cup Namde, RCB. Uh, so RCB, I think the first thing you look at is our bowling lineup is great. I really, really like our bowling lineup. I think we've done great with Hazelwood, Siraj, Harshal Patel and Vanindu Hasaranga. One of the biggest changes this year we've seen in, in an RCB team is the batting lineup isn't as star-studded as we're used to having it, right? I think that's one of the major reasons RCB fans are kind of disappointed with the team. But if you look at the team on paper, it's not a bad team at all. I think there's been a massive overreaction to the team saying that it's a horrible team, it can't compete, it's not good enough, what is Mike Hessen doing? I think we're seeing a shift in RCB and a much-needed shift, I'd say. We're going from the Vijay Malaya days where you pick the biggest stars, the flashiest players for the most expensive prices and you play flashy, flashy cricket to a more all-rounded, well-rounded side with a little unproven players but players that can do well. And I do trust in Mike Hessen. I think he is one of the best things that's happened to RCB in the recent past. Uh, I think compared to what Daniel Vettery was, he is a massive, massive upgrade. He knows what he's doing with his cricket. So I do think we have a good squad. And on the batting lineup, I think we have match winners. Like, I do agree it's possibly not as consistent as a middle order as you would want from an IPL team with Lomrod unproven, Anuj Rawat unproven. But you have Duplessis, Kohli, Maxwell, Karthik, DK. I think any of these four can win you the match single-handedly. So I do think our batting lineup can fire. But again, this is this is typical RCB. You rely on three, four three, batsmen. Four batsmen. So I feel, yeah, I think, like Asia mentioned, it's an overreaction for sure. I think in addition to that, losing two of RCB boys, the Bangalore boys, we lost both UZ and I'm Dave. in tears, bro. I'm uh, in tears. That was painful for sure. I think that was one of the main reasons which led to the overreaction that Mike Hessen doesn't know what he's doing. And while I'm extremely disappointed that we lost both UZ and Dave, I think at the end, of the end of the day, the team we've assembled isn't bad at all. I think on paper, it's a solid team. Like Asia mentioned, we have a couple of unproven players, but it worked with Dave. So I have faith in Mike Hessen's scouting abilities as well that this team is a good team on paper for sure. And I'm really, really impressed with the bowling lineup. Like as an RCB fan, we're used to the batting lineup always being, you know, the, the front of the show, the stars of the show. But I'm happy that we've invested in a solid bowling lineup. I am just extremely sad. I can't imagine playing against RR, bro. Both UZ and Dave against us. It's gonna be horrible. Yeah, uh, RR stole our... The, the two, like, adopted sons of Bangalore, RR took both I mean, of them. I mean, Dave is, is yeah, from Bangalore. You know what I mean. Yeah. Right? It's disappointing to lose Nama both Nama is gone. Anyway, okay, so let's spend a little more time on RCB because our team, we can go in detail on it. 
One thing I am really impressed with, I think this is where RCB is possibly the best team, is it's in its overseas backups. You have Finn Allen, extremely talented batsman who can come in probably Favre Duplessis replacement three, four, two, three years down the line. Shafian Rutherford, finisher, can do well. I don't think he'll get to play much, but he can also bowl right arm medium pace. Really good uh, pickup for just one crore at base price. David Wiley, I think this is one of the steals of the auction. Pace bowling all-round and a genuine all-rounder. Not a pace bowler who can hit, but a pace bowler who can genuinely bat. And they've been bowling really well in the PSL. A proven England white ball player. I'm really impressed with the David Wiley pickup. And Berendorf, we needed a left-arm seamer. He's done really well in the Big Bash. Big Bash doesn't translate to IPL. But I do think at... Uh, how much was it? I think it was 75, 75 lakhs. Yeah. yeah. Goodbye. I think as an RCB fan, Australian left-arm seamers do have a place in our heart for sure. <laughs> we get that you love Mitchell Stark. You don't have to obsess over it all the time. Rahul Tripathi? But yeah, I think uh, I, I was really impressed with David Wiley. Like, if you look at his numbers, I think he's done some great, great things. And to get him at base price was great, I think. Okay. Last column with the RCB team is there are no Karnataka players. I think there are two Anishwar Gautam, one for the future, uh, under-19 World Cup spinner, could be a good buy, and Lavni Sisodia. But we've passed up on too many Karnataka players. And I get that you're a national franchise, but you have to maintain that link from the region you're from. And I think this is something that the IPL in general needs to work on. All these teams are developing their own academies where they nurture young talent and they help young talent make it to their state teams to play Syed Mushtaq Ali or whatever. I think there should be an option for franchises to get like one or two players from their local academies, from their local regions without having to buy them in the auction. So, Or in the auction, you have a right to say two players from your state or something like that. I think the second option is a little wrong because some players can have, say, national team players while some have uncapped players. But I do think the academy's idea wherein you have to take two players from the academy into your final team from the local region is an excellent idea because I do think RCB should have done better on the Karnataka players because Karnataka had the highest money spent on Karnataka players in the entire auction if you look at shares by a state. So I think... And RCB, if you're not buying from your own state, you fans lose that connect, especially local fans. So I get you're a national franchise and the team is more important than anything else. But And that's why I think that the IPL overall should introduce this rule wherein you have to get like two players from your academy from the local region. But I feel like, once again, the problem still remains that how do you really... You can't really compare, right? Like, you could have a great player in some academy and not so great. And if you're, if you're forced to take it, then why would you... If it's an option, why would you, you know, compel to take you know, people from your academy who aren't that great? I think that cool also thing. incentivizes these franchises to come up with better academies which can nurture the game at the grassroots level. And because they are now dependent on... They have a 20-member squad. Out of that, they have 25-member squad. Out of that, 7, 8, 9 aren't going to play anyway. You have net bowlers on top of that. You have a massive number of people in the squad who aren't going to play anyway. So from these academy, I don't think it's a massive harm to the quality of the squad if you take it from there. But also because you do need players from the uh, academy into your squad, you are going to invest more into your academy. You are going to get the best coaches in your academy and give it focus. And that helps the game at the grassroots level a lot. Anyway, let's move on with our power rankings. Who do we have at number five, is it? Yeah. So at number five, number uh, four, number four, no, was number five. five. Mm-hmm. At number four, we have Mumbai Indians. 
uh, if you look at that team as compared to last year, it will definitely be disappointing. But I think and, they've done one. And on on social media, I think they have been put down quite criticized. a bit for having criticized quite a bit for having not the greatest of auctions, which I do agree to some extent. But you have to look at their retentions. The team you build is not just at the auction table; it's what you do before the auction table too, and that's where Punjab messed up. I mean, they didn't have a great team, but that's where Punjab messed up, and that's where Mumbai did brilliantly. I mean, at the end of the day, like even though they've got so much criticism, if you look at that team, they still have Rohit Sharma, Ishan Kishan, Surya Kumar Yadav, Pollard, and they got Tim David and Daniel Samson, who I think are extremely. They have Jaspreet Bumrah, the single greatest white ball bowler on this planet. And I think one more thing is that they have Jofra Archer for next year, which is going on un- like unnoticed under the radar a little bit. But next year, you have a bowling lineup of. Mumbai and Jofra Archer. Yeah, twenty twenty three IPL is Mumbai Indians. Ah, uh, we are all competing for this year. They are competing for next year. That's all good. So the reason they aren't higher, even though they have like Kiran Pollard, the greatest T twenty player of all time, and all those names that we listed, is their bowling lineup. Yeah, I feel. I think Murugan Ashwin, Jaydev Anandkar, and Timal Mills are not really. I don't know. They don't have that factor about. Them. I think I think Timon Mills is a really good pickup. I think Timon Mills can be like how Mitch McLenahan was for Mumbai Indians, at same level of not the best bowler in the league, but a really good support bowler to Malinga that time or Bumrah that time. So you need a support bowler, and I think Timon Mills can play the role of support bowler. The third bowler, Jaydev Vanadkar. I don't know. I'm not sold in it, but. Mumbai Indians management is brilliant. Yeah, I feel one more thing about Mumbai, like we mentioned for Chennai, is that they always find a way. Their management is at that level that they're always able to find a way. Uh, but their batting lineup, even though they've been scrutinized so much, still I think could be one of the best batting lineups on paper. I mean, you have Rohit Sharma and Ishan Kishan to open the innings. Who that is an insane you know opening pair to start off with. You have Suryakumar, Sur- Suryakumar Yadav at four. Tim David and Karan Pollard. I I'm a massive fan of Tim David. Uh, RCB didn't give him a chance last year. Kind of disappointed about that. He was given one opportunity where he didn't perform too well, but then he was not given another chance. But I think their team on paper is still very very solid. But I also think uh, one thing we have underestimated a bit about Mumbai is Daniel Sams. This is a guy who can bat at an average of 30, strike rate of 150, or uh, not an average of 30, average of like 20, but strike rate of 150. He he's a proper all rounder and he's a proper left arm seam bowler with slower ball variation. He's one of the ideal T Twenty cricketers, and you can play him as your fifth bowler. And when you do that, you can have Jaydev Unadkar as your sixth bowler. So the problem of Jaydev Unadkar gets nullified by having Daniel Sams in the lineup. And in the backups, you have Riley Meredith. He went for like twelve crores last year, fifteen yeah, crores he, last year. He went for a lot of money last year because he's been amazing in the big bash and. I don't know. Having him as a backup at how much one crore is a good buy. Mumbai Indians could make I an excellent bowler out of him. Punjab Kings definitely brought his stock value down a little bit. I think he is still a great bowler, and to go for one crore is pretty cheap. I don't think he'll play as much as he would have or would have liked to. But I think I think what Mumbai are doing is also building for the future, especially with Jofra Archer. I think I can't get over for eight crores. That's a steal, and I think they've done a great job on that. I think Mumbai Indians have followed their philosophy of big hitting in the middle of the order, big hitting at the top of the order, and big hitting at the bottom of the order. It's a strategy that works. It's the best strategy in T Twenty cricket. And interestingly, it's a strategy that the let's go back for a bit to what the KX IP have done, Kings Eleven Punjab. 
they hired Tom Weston as their data analyst this year, who was the data analyst for, uh, I think, the Birmingham Phoenix in the 100, who finished top of the league table, finalists, uh, and they lost in the finals. Yeah. But he's an excellent data analyst, one of the best sports analysts in the world. And what is Tom Weston's T20 philosophy? Six, six, six. Six hitting, six hitting, six hitting. That's evident in their teams that they picked up. Bairstow, Livingston, Shahrukh Khan, Odin Smith. They have gone for the highest six hitting capabilities they can do in the IPL. And this is a philosophy that was originally based off the Mumbai Indians. This is what the Mumbai Indians adopted to win their five IPL titles. You have had Rohit Sharma, Dick Kock, Pollard, Hardik Pandya, Krunal Pandya, Surya Kumar Yadav, Ishan Kishan. These are just six hitters, six hitters, six hitters. And I think this is a really interesting thing to see how data has revolutionized the T20 game by changing the focus from hit well in the power play, uh, knock it around in the middle overs, run it around 7 and over, 8 and over, and then hit at the death again, get to 180 and 190 defended. And I think this Mumbai's data-driven strategy, which Tom Weston has now adopted, and Tom Weston has actually developed it quite, a, quite far. I admire Tom Weston a lot. And is that... You hit sixes at end every ball possible. I think one thing Keisha mentioned, data has changed not just T20, but all of cricket and all the sports, to be honest. It's very interesting to read on how, you know, such kind of articles have completely changed the way cricket is played. Uh, now, I think we move on to our top three. Uh, this is the top three. Uh, at number three, we had Delhi Capitals. Uh, this was one, I don't know, Keisha and I were one we couldn't really agree on. Um, I think it's a very, very solid lineup. That top four... I can't get over how good that top four is. You have Prithvi Shaw and David Warner who will come out and hit, hit, hit. You have Rishabh Pant uh, will come at four and Mitchell Marsh at three. That top four is, in my opinion, the best top four in the IPL this year, on paper at least. I'm not sold. I don't think they should be this high, but uh, Kabir did, so we did place them this high. I'm not sold for one reason and one reason only, and that's your... Indian all-rounder, that's your fifth Indian bowling option, that's your lower middle-order Indian batsman. Your fifth spinner is Lalat Yadav or Kuldeep Yadav. Kuldeep not in great form, Lalat Yadav. I don't think he can be your main frontline spinner. Uh, as a PS bowling lineup, you have Norkia, Shardul and uh, probably Sakarya. Last year you had Norkia, Rabada and Avesh. So it is a bit let down, but I do think Shardul, Norkia and Sakarya is a decent bowling lineup. My requirement is lower middle down the order. You have Aksar Patel to finish you games. All-rounder, yes. Decent with the bat, yes. Finishing you games, no. But I feel that top four has so much firepower in it that you may not need that finisher role in this kind of instance. You have players in the top four who can hit sixes for fun. So is the necessity of a finisher in that position that important? I don't think oh, so. Oh, definitely. I do think that they will do well. I mean, I'm not saying they should put them 8th or ninth. I don't think... I just think 3rd is a bit high for them. But I do think Delhi will make the playoffs. Once again, I don't see them winning the title. Because what happens in the playoffs, right? The playoffs are, a, are like a time where anything can happen. You have 5 down in the first 10 overs. How do you come back from that? Delhi, as what their lineup looks like don't look like they can come back from something like that. So I do think Delhi are going to do what they've done for the last three years, have an excellent league stage, and then bottle in the playoffs. 
Uh, I think one more reason I like Delhi a lot is, uh, you know, I think Vicky Oswal was a good buy. I think he did come in the final round, and like Isha mentioned, they don't have a spinner. They may take a chance on him. They may take a risk on him, and I think it's a good risk to take. I think it could prove to be very, very useful for them, especially in the coming years as well. If they're looking to build for the future, trying someone like him out is a good strategy, in my opinion. Number two, Lucknow Super Giants. Originally, wasn't too sold on this team. The more you look at it. It's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I think with the retentions, we were very happy with KL Rahul and Ravi Bishnoi. But retaining Marcus Toynis for that kind of money was not something either of us were too happy with. We didn't think it was a good idea. But when you look at the overall team, it does fit in. So they have a very evident strategy wherein all rounder, all rounder, all rounder, all rounder. You have Deepak Hooda, Krunal Pandya, Marcus Toynis, Jason Holder, Krishna Pagotham. These are all all rounders and. you can that means you're going to have batting till down at 8 and you're going to have bowling from up at 4 yeah i think their bowling lineup is extremely extremely strong you have avesh khan mark wood jason holder marcus toynis krunal pandya deepak hooda ravi bishnoi and krishna bagatham they <laughs> bat so deep and they bowl from number 4 onwards and i think it's a very very solid team and it's a very good strategy they've gone i as well. do think that their batting depends a little too much on kl and quinny though because that middle order is not any like they're all hitters who can give you 100 200 runs none of them are giving you 500 runs a season except maybe manish pandey let's see how that one goes uh, yeah i think it is dependent on kl rahul but kl rahul is used to that kind of environment he did have to do it with Punjab as well. I don't think that's his best role. I think at Punjab he was forced to play an anchor role, and that's not the KL Rahul you want to see. You don't want in T Twenty cricket a fifty or forty balls is not going to get you anything. A fifty of twenty balls is going to win you the game, and that's the KL. That's what KL Rahul is capable of. But by not giving him a middle order, you're not giving him that. And the qualm we have with Lucknow and the reason they're not one. Is overseas replacements? Yeah, I think their overseas replacements are subpar. They have Kyle Mayo's like, test cricketer. He, In my opinion, he's a test cricketer. Dushmanta Chamira again. Good pacer. He's, he's a good pacer, but I don't know if he, if he'll make his way into the squad number one. And their bowling isn't something we had a problem with in the first place. Anyway, yeah, he's probably not making it. Yeah, anyway. and Evan Lewis, who when he played for Mumbai, one more thing that you could describe him was inconsistent. He was good for Mumbai at some occasions, and sometimes he just couldn't seem to find the middle of the bat at all. But I do think that right now we're saying Quinton de Kock, uh, Marcus Toynis, Jason Holder, and Mark Wood. I do think down the tournament, ten games in, Evan Lewis will be brought into the lineup because you need runs, runs at the top, runs in the middle order, and Deepak Hooda, Krunal Pandya, Toynis, Holder. I don't know if the, there are enough runs in that, so I think they might end up dropping one of the all rounders in Toynis and and or Holder for Evan Lewis, like down the. Uh, down the stretch of the IPL, but let's see how that goes. For all you know, this lineup could do brilliantly. But I do think they don't have weak links in this lineup. Yeah, I think one thing that we've looked at for other teams is oh, their finishing isn't great or their bowling lineup is kind of subpar. I think that's one thing about Lucknow, who've done brilliantly in both the retentions and the auction, is that they have a team which you don't, you can't really find a weak link too easily. And yeah, but they're not winning the IPL. They don't have that match, match winner. winner. They yeah. don't have that cold-blooded killer who's gonna look you in the eye, tell them they tell you that they love you, and then shoot you. In your head, they don't have that player who's going to win you in the playoffs. I'm just going to move on from what Keshav said because it's a little <laughs> don't really know what he was going for there, but it's fine. Uh, at our number one spot, uh, we have Rajasthan Royals, uh, possibly the best Rajasthan Royals auction ever. ever. That's the best team that they've ever assembled on paper, at least. 
I think their bowling lineup of you have two spin twins and Ravi Ashwin and Yuzvendra Chahal. This is India's frontline spin yeah. duo. You have Prasad Krishna and Trent Bolt as your fast bowlers, who I think once again are brilliant. Nathan Kuntalain, who who's your all rounder. Uh, I don't think uh, Kuntalain will play. play. I think Jimmy Nisham is there. So I think, I think, but I think either way, like either way, is, yeah, that's yeah. excellent. And their batting lineup, Dave, who we've already mentioned, uh, they will come at three. three yeah. yeah, but we we both know how much yeah. we love him. Josh Butler, greatest white ball batsman exactly. in the game right now. Sanju Samson, who's played an extremely extremely important role. His major game. problem, consistency. He's fixed that over the last two seasons. Uh, Yashasvi Jaiswal as well, who probably opened the innings with Josh Butler. I think he's excellent talent, one, one for the future, hundred percent. Shivran Hetmyer inconsistent, but he did he was good, good for Delhi, Delhi last year. On the whole, inconsistent fitness issues, which seems to be the running theme with a lot of the West Indian players. But I think that has to be racist. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Shivran Hetmyer will do well because you do need a lower middle order finisher. And then the one I am extremely impressed with, and I am really happy that they got him back by putting faith in him, is Riyan Parag, possibly one of the most trolled cricketers on social media. But he's just twenty. He's been playing in the IPL since he's seventeen. That's insane. He bats at his high strike rate. He can hit the ball far. And yes, he's gonna have innings where he can't connect. Yes, he's gonna have innings where he can't get his timing right. These twenty, you have to allow that he comes in and the lower middle order, one of the toughest times to bat, and he can still hit it out of the park. He's finished games for RR before, and I think. I think they should send him above Shimron Hetmyer so that there's a little less pressure on him. Yeah. But excellent, excellent buy. Yeah, I think Rajasthan's team. There's no weak links if you look at their replacements as well. I like the replacements they have. Rasi Vanderdosan, they have Darrell Mitchell, they have James Nisham. I think the replacements as well are. Obed McCoy, solid. excellent West Indian pacer who can do really well. They have Navdeep Saini as well. Navdeep Saini for Prasad Krishna could be an excellent reason. I think Navdeep Saini once again. He has that 150 kmph possibility. He's not breached it yet. Has he breached it yet? I don't think so. I think my problem with Navdeep Saini is more that when he's bowling fast, he loses his line and line. Exactly. So, but that's fixable, right? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. So that, I think Navdeep Saini has excellent talent, excellent potential, and that's a really good buy. They got him for 2.6 crores. I think he can come in for Prasad Krishna if needed. He can come in for Trent Bolt. I don't think that's a good idea. But if you need to balance it out, if you need more overseas batsmen, right. yeah. you can always bring Navdeep Saini in. I think it's a good buy for sure. I think for spinners you have Casey Kariappa. He went for five crores two three years ago. And yeah, now to pick him up for just thirty lakhs is a steal. Uh, and I mean, if your spinners are Ravi Ashwin and Yuzvendra Chahal, you're sorted. Uh, it's a very very balanced team as well. Uh, I think their overseas options, backup options are great. The ones that are playing are solid. And their Indian options are even better. I'd say. I think they've done a very very good job in the auction. The retentions were. We rated them average. They did a decent job. We felt we felt that they could run a little bit better. But, but they were I, excellent in the auction. They smashed it in the auction. I think they've done a great job. Uh, so that concludes our power ranking. I think um, we'll I, come back to this after the IPL and see how well we did. <laughs> I mean, we we'll make our IPL predictions also. This is not our prediction for the IPL. But yeah, but I think on paper, I think this uh, is how we yeah, rank the squads. Number one, Rajasthan, and number ten, which I think you can't really debate. I don't think it's like yeah, I think this is the least debatable yeah, one. Hyderabad at number Hyderabad 10. at number ten. Uh, but yeah, that's our power ranking. Okay, welcome back to the next segment, which is let's test your ball knowledge. We're back with the quiz today. Kabir is going to be asking me three questions. But before we get into that, last week we had picked out who we think are going to be the uncapped players getting bought in the auction. Let's just look at the scores of how we did. Uh, so I got four out of five. Uh, four of my players went to IPL teams. Only one didn't. Uh, I also got four out of five. Uh, only Arzan Nagaswala went unsold, which I was pretty surprised and shocked by. 
and our resident data analyst Harshad Bansal, who developed an algorithm to pick who he thought were the best uncapped players, did go five out of five. He did get all five correct. Oh. <laughs> so I guess we're not better than the computer, but it is what it is. We will judge them by the performances, and let's see how it goes. Uh, yeah, moving on now. I have three questions prepared for Keshav. Uh, he did ridicule me last time when I got only one and a half correct. But let's see how well he does. He's gonna pick the most difficult questions of all time. So in the 2010 edition of the IPL auction, uh, there was a cap on the amount you could spend on a player. Four teams reached that cap for a player, and then there was a silent auction that was conducted. Which player was this done for? I can give you a clue on the teams if you can't get it, but so. On one player, this cap was breached for how much to spend. How much to spend. So the, each team had a cap and that was the most you could spend on a player. Four teams reached that cap for this particular player. In 2010. In 2010. After that, all four teams had to submit a silent bid. Mm-hmm. And the one which got the most got the player. So who was the player? Now give me give, give me the hint. So the four teams that were uh, part of the silent auction were Chennai Super Kings, Kolkata Knight Riders, RCB and Mumbai Indians. Chennai, Kolkata, RCB, and Mumbai. So my thoughts are going towards Andrew Flintoff uh, because Freddie Flintoff did go really expensive, but I'm not sure that was 2009 or 2010. And with RCB, I don't remember anyone who is probably that expensive. And I mean, it's possible actually. Maybe Baz McCullum because of how good he did in 2008. Um, I'm going to go with Freddie Flintoff. Uh, it was Kyron Pollard. Ah. Uh, so there's an interesting story behind it. Uh, so that was the first time uh, Akash Ambani had mm. come to the auction ever. And that was the first player he bid for. So he saw it as an insult that if I don't get the first player I bid for, especially for this high money, which is why he gave an extremely high price in the silent auction and they got Pollard for that. I mean, it worked out extremely well. Imagine if RCB had Pollard. Oh, the beautiful scenes. Uh, okay, so this next question. Uh, so in 2009, there was a blog that came out and the blog claimed to be a person who was part of the KKR team. And he started to come out with these stories and articles predicting what would happen in the next day's game. Hmm. And he also showed a lot of negative light on the KKR management, especially Shah Rukh Khan. What was the name of this blog? So the blog was extremely famous at the time and essentially what it did was he was basically a Twitter troll ahead of his time. And he claimed to be a part of the Kolkata Night Riders management, but also he was predicting what would happen in the next day's game. I was four years old in 2009. What is this? Just, just to clarify, Keshav asked me a question from the 1980s. I wasn't born. My father was five years old. <laughs> that was guessable. <laughs> this is just the name of a blog. This That was like a guessable incident. You got close. I don't know the name of a blog in Keshav, 2008. Keshav said he was five. My father was five years old then. <laughs> Give me a hint or something. I don't know what the name of the blog could be. I don't really know how to give you a hint. If you can give me the name of the person that came up with the blog. Oh, so the person is... The person, like, his identity was revealed eventually. And he's famous? I wouldn't say famous. But he does He does write articles right now for one of the newspapers. And he writes IPL articles. Oh, that could be something. Um, I'm gonna run with the sports star writer, Ayan Acharya. It's the blog was called the fake IPL player and it was Anupam Mukherjee. How am I supposed <laughs> to get this? Just saying, Keshav cannot beat my score. <laughs> I just like to point it out. I am going to come with the hardest possible <laughs> questions next week. Okay, la- my last question to wrap up this episode of the podcast. In 2008, the IPL had the concept of... 2008 <laughs> again? J- just 
he is our he's apparently like a quiz legend right keshav you're supposed to be amazing at quizzing in 2008 the ipl had the concept of the icon player so these players didn't go under the hammer and they also got paid 15% more there were five such icon players identify any three and it's in the name icon players and i'll give you a hint that all indian they're all indian they're all indian they're all indian all indian five players you can name any three okay okay surely sachin has to be one that's correct sachin is the biggest icon of that time um see rcb had dravid and kumble in 2008 if i'm not wrong so one of them would have been an icon for sure um rahul dravid that's correct that's two yeah um okay let me look back i i remember dhoni going under the hammer so i'm not going to run with dhoni he went for i think 9.5 crores back in 2008 um mi would have taken sachin rcb took dravid um let me see five indian players you're saying five indian players i think delhi would have gone for virender sevag that is correct okay that's so, three wait let me let me yeah, try getting yeah. all five uh kkr would have gone for saurav ganguly yeah um and who else is there deccan chargers i don't remember an indian uh face to the franchise i remember sangakara and amma gilchrist so not them um punjab I remember Sean Marsh. Um, I don't remember Indian face of franchise. RR. I don't know who the fifth player is. So the fifth player is Yuvraj Singh. Oh. Uh, and Punjab bent for him. Mm. Uh, the sixth player. So Deccan Chargers had actually put Vivas Lakshman's name in mm. as an icon player, and then he chose to back out. He chose to not put his name in that icon player list. No. Oh. So Keshav got one out of three because of the fraud <laughs> question. Name of a blog in two thousand nine. Do not blame the questions. Keshav got one out of three correct, and which means I am currently the leader. Considering Harshit Bansal, our in-house analyst, got half. Um, so I think that wraps up this week's episode. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the Third Man Pod and on Twitter, which is also the Third Man Pod. And see you see next week. Time. Blend a couple grammos. I come from another planet, snapping like I'm Thanos. My shit full pay. Your shit look like Rano. Riding in my spaceship, bumping instrumentals. Yo, this that light speed. Pedal to the metal. One plus ninety nine, bitch. I never settle. Yo, we get high fee. I like heavy metal. I like pussy money weed, 'cause I met the devil. That's not important, dog. <laughs> Running with a gang that's deep, too much hot sauce. Eight days in a week, my boys don't stop. These dudes don't sleep. No, we don't fuck with y'all. Y'all started following sheep. You silly little bitch. You look so deep. Yo, hit you with the switch like tough no beef. Yo, I'm an animal with the stamina. Need bananas, bro. Gorilla mode. King Kong with the load. I throw the hammer, bro. I'm Hannibal. A cannibal, yo. What's the episode? You man enough? Now you embarrassing. I'll make the head explode. Ghost the weasel, Lord of the Lonely Boys. That lethal do I have a sure beat? Check my easel. This that art, that loud, that diesel. Fuel tank full, I'm tripping out.